What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. So excited to be back for another interview with a WWE superstar. This week, we got recently returned WWE superstar Johnny Gargano on the show. Johnny Wrestling is here. He's back on Out of Character. And before we get to our conversation, because it is a great one, we talk about so much. We talk about his return, where his head was at before, being a dad. We talk about, I I can guarantee you, we talk about everything that you want to hear him talking about. But before we get to that, I got something for all of you guys. I got something for the Out of Character audience we're giving away the out of character world championship baby from trophy smack if you watch this show ever if you watch it on video if you're not just a podcast listener if you are a video watcher as well of the show you've seen the out of character title on my desk when we do the show every week and now we're giving away a couple to the out of character audience yes you listening to the show you're gonna get your own out of character title from Trophy Smack, but you got to do a little something to get it. I'm sorry. I'm not just sending you it in the mail. You got to do a little something to help me scratch my back. I'll scratch yours kind of thing. Uh, this is what you need to do. You need to subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed. So if you're listening there right now and you're not subscribed, hit that little button and subscribe to this feed. Then when you do that, take a screenshot showing that you are subscribed. And then you need to pay close attention to this episode. At some point, in the conversation with Johnny Gargano. I'm gonna give you our top secret email address where you'll send us your screenshot. It's that easy. Two steps for a chance to win a customized out of character belt from Trophy Smack. Subscribe to the Out of Character podcast, take a screenshot, and then listen to this for the secret email address in the show, and then send that screenshot there. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. There's only gonna be three of these belts given out. So don't miss your chance to get one. All right. With all that out of the way, here's my conversation with Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, I feel like it's been about a year since we last spoke, and you've had a crazy year in that time. Uh, obviously, you just made your return to WWE. So how are you feeling right now, which is everything that's happened the last few weeks? I'm feeling great. It's been a whirlwind uh, to go from doing absolutely nothing. And by doing absolute, by saying I'm doing absolutely nothing, I mean, I, as I said in my return promo, I've been, my days have consisted of changing diapers, watching Bluey, which is a great show, by the way. Uh, and uh, basically taking care of a tiny human. And that's all I've been doing. And now we add in the added element of travel and interviews and things of that like it's a little bit more responsibility but going from doing absolutely nothing to doing pretty much everything now i just got to get used to it again i get in the get in the swing of things did you kind of miss being busy with your wrestling life or did you enjoy having nine months away of just doing doing you uh you know it was great i've been doing this as you know for a very very long time i've been doing this for almost 18 years now at this point. I've been very lucky. I have been pretty much injury free. So I haven't any real had any real downtime, knock on wood somewhere. Uh, so I haven't really had a break. So being away from wrestling, kind of stepping away from it and from a mental and physical aspect, it was fantastic, but I am still 
a wrestling fan and wrestling nerd and wrestler at heart. So I did miss it. And I started to miss it more and more as the months went on. Well, I, you know, I wonder, I was asked this when people take time away, like you did, were you, because you had been wrestling for so long, you had your 18 years, you've been, you've been so, you know, ingrained in wrestling for so long, even watching wrestling from when you were a kid, you've been like nonstop wrestling. Did you watch any of the shows, any promotions or anything while you were away? Oh yeah. I watched everything. Uh, I think I posted a video on YouTube of, uh, I kind of like did a vlog sporadically uh, of what, you know, I was doing here and there. And uh, I posted a vlog basically for multiple of different reasons. Also because, you know, we like to let people into our lives, but also because one day uh, our baby is going to be able to see what it was like leading up to his birth. And that's a pretty fun little element that doesn't really exist or didn't exist when I was younger. So I wanted to try and give that to him, but we posted it and me and Candace were literally in the delivery room and we watched like we watched like every wrestling show that was on television. We watched Monday, we watched Tuesday, we watched Wednesday. Like we watched the whole gamut of it. <laughs> so I think that's a, a pretty fun thing. But yes, I I definitely watch everything. Like I said a little bit ago, like I am literally a wrestling nerd. So I'm going to try to take in as much content as possible. And I, I will never stop watching wrestling, even though if I'm a part of it or not. So it's just something I've always loved and will love. Well, I, you know, I want to get just the elephant uh, in the room out of the way real quick you know when did you first start talking to wwe about coming back because i think that most of the wrestling fan base assumed that you were going to be one of triple h's first calls when he took over as head of creative is that kind yeah. of like was it was it fairly soon to when he took over as head of creative it was pretty quick uh i'm trying to think of the exact timeline of it because it went by pretty fast um the one thing i will say is in my downtime everyone was extremely respectful of my time away. They understood that I wanted to kind of focus on the dad thing for a while. And I know there was a lot of rumors. I was trending on Twitter all the time. Where I was going to show up here. I was going to show up there. Like, am I going to show up tonight? Am I going to show up next week? Uh, and that happened for uh, pretty much the whole time I was gone. Um, but I promise you, uh, I was getting my dad bought on. I was in no part of me wanted to even come back. And when I left in December, I had a year in my mind. I was like, I'm okay being gone for a year. December to December, I was totally fine stepping away. And if some opportunity arose in between all of that, if, if something that piqued my interest, that made me go, hmm, that could be pretty cool, popped in my head, I would think about it. And uh, it'd be something that I would potentially be open to. But I think a lot of people were very cool with the fact that I was away. But I do have a team around me. It's weird to say being from an indie mindset, but I do have a team around me that we're having discussions and we're having conversations different places. Uh, but as soon as the changes happened, as soon as everything kind of went the way it did, uh, communication definitely increased <laughs> an abundance. But like I said, I it's weird. I have a different relationship with like Hunter and Sean than a lot of other people. Like I've known them for a long time now at this point. And I, I've always said they're like my wrestling dads because they are like last time I talked to them was on like Father's Day. I got texts from them like saying happy first Father's Day and things like that because that's been our relationship. So we didn't even really discuss wrestling stuff in the time period I was gone because they knew like I didn't have that on my mind. We kind of just talked about real life stuff, which is also a cool relationship to have. 
That's so wild. Just knowing that you're dressing like just there's pictures of you dressed up as HBK as a child. Yeah. And now you just have HBK just texting you on your first Father's Day, just being like, yeah. Happy Father's Day. Like you got his t action figure right behind you. Yeah, you know? I know. Like, <laughs> I know. Like when the baby was born, they were some of the first people to reach out and congratulate us. Uh like even th through everything Hunter was going through, I still talk to him all the time. Like we were still in communication. Uh and again, it was very non-wrestling it was all just real life stuff and uh i think that's the cool part of it because it's not just business it's more of a a real relationship and actual you know friendship we've formed over these years yeah that's one thing i've noticed from pretty much across the board everybody who has been brought back since triple h took over as head of creative every interview i've seen with each one of them that they've done that's been kind of like the running theme was like well we continued to talk to them after we left and just kept a normal personal relationship so it would make sense that when triple h did take over that he'd want people he has those relationships with on his team yeah and i i, I do appreciate and look i i was on record even when back in the day like i am a triple h guy i am a Shawn michaels guy when i left like i said like i will always 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 be loyal to hunter and sean for uh what they have the opportunities they have given me and the friendship that we have and the working relationship we have. It was, it was nothing but great times. And that's a big reason, honestly, and everyone should know this about me by now, why I was in NXT for so long. Cause I genuinely, genuinely loved working with those two working with everyone in that environment. I love working with everyone in the NXT locker room, everyone in the office, the writing staff. I said this in my, my final promo, like my final promo that I did on air on NXT was all real. It's from the heart. I wrote it myself. Like it wasn't like people were giving me things to say. Like it was literally like, Hey, go out and have a chance to say goodbye and say the things you want to say. And that is why it was my choice to be in NXT for that long is because I genuinely love the environment I was working in and it felt like a family and coming back now, coming back on Monday night raw, like the environment, very much so feels like a family again and that's pretty cool to be a part of yeah and you can feel the the nxt vibe slowly shifting over to the main roster and starting to spread a little bit just just from seeing everyone on tv and seeing just how people are acting and how people seem to be uh more positive and, and in a better mood about everything right now it's definitely a great place man like i i'm so excited to be back i'm so excited to be home uh and i, I i've been home for nine months but to be in my wrestling home again. Uh, Cause as I sat home and, you know, I, I thought about different things. The main thing that always crossed my mind was when I was eight years old. And I said this in my return promo, when I was eight years old, I had a lot of dreams of being intercontinental champion. And I went to WWE events and uh, I wanted to wrestle at WrestleMania and I haven't done any of those things yet. And I couldn't look back on the career I've had and feel fulfilled if I didn't at least try, if I didn't at least give that my best effort. But I'm also aware enough where I want to work in an environment that I love because that's how I operate. I want to work in an environment that I can fulfill my creativity, but also uh, have passion and heart and just everything just be rewarded. And I think like this, this current climate we're working in, it, it, it's a very exciting time for everyone. Well, I want to get to your return promo, and I want to get to uh, the, the the dad life, but I want to ask one thing because you mentioned it 
And before I get past it, I want to get too past it and have uh, Twitter be like, how did you not follow up on that one, Ryan? Uh, you did briefly mention there that they, that people on your team had mm -hmm. other talks. So were, so there, there was possibly, like there were talks with other promotions in your time away a little bit? Yeah, there were conversations for sure. Uh, and, and I mean, we'd be dumb not to have those conversations, right? Uh, especially given everything that was going on, the uncertainty around everything, like who knows what could happen. That, that's the crazy thing about the wrestling business is literally everything can change in the blink of an eye. So the fact that I was able to be incredibly patient, be in no rush to do anything, and that's the big part, the big, I guess, gain I had of all this is I could sit back and kind of survey the landscape and uh, make my decision on a timely basis. I didn't have to be like, okay, I need a job right now. Where am I going to go? Like, I believe everything happens for a reason. Uh, the fact that I was able to have my contract expire in December, have the baby in February, and spend as much time with him as possible, and kind of just not be in any rush to do things, and also not be in any rush to reach out or say, I need to come back now, or I need to do this then. Like I said, from December to December, I was fine not doing anything. Totally fulfilled not doing anything. And luckily, I have people around me that can have the conversation, so I don't have to think about business. I don't got to think about wrestling. They can all talk about that stuff, and all I can worry about is dad life. Uh, but like I said, I watch everything. I am a fan of wrestling, and for me, it just felt like I wanted to go to the place that would, I don't know, the place that not only could utilize me best, but also a place where I already have a relationship with Hunter and a relationship with a lot of people backstage. Like, that was the big thing for me. I'm all about relationships. I'm all about uh, the familiarity. And as soon as the change happened, I think there was really only, only one option in my head. Well, let's go back a little bit. So when the contract was expiring, because I do think that ultimately that was definitely your biggest advantage was like not needing a job for a year. I think a lot of people, yeah. especially when they're just having, lucky. Trust yeah, me, I, of know, I know how lucky I of am. Of course, of course, yeah, yes. Because most people when they're having a kid, they're not like, okay, cool. Now I can stop working for a year, you know? So I mean, that, that is, that is super <laughs> yeah. lucky for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Lucky. Absolutely. But I'm yes, extremely I mean, blessed in that regard. Yes. Trust me. But it definitely puts the ball in your court. And a lot of people, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about your future and your career, the ball isn't in your court. You're like, well, I need a job. I just had a kid. So absolutely like, you know, totally in your court, but you know, were you worried at all that they're when you were telling them like, all right, I'm taking this year away. I'll let you guys mm -hmm. know once I, you know, want to come back. Were you worried at all there might not be a place for you when you came back? That was always a concern. Honestly, like you step away for a bit and being a I don't know, I don't want to say entertainer, but being like someone that's in the public eye, when you're out of the public eye, it starts to mess with you. And you start to think like, man, like everything's moving on. Maybe wrestling doesn't need me anymore wrestling you know maybe people have forgotten about me maybe i missed like trust me i i've seen i because honestly like people don't realize like look we're all on twitter we can see things like once you you're on there you see everything uh and like i i obviously saw reports saying like man johnny missed his window if he would have showed up immediately right when his contract expired it would have been the maximum amount of buzz possible he would have been in the best position he missed it and now he's gonna he's gonna pay for that and trust me, I saw that and it made me question like, man, maybe I did. Maybe I should have just went somewhere immediately and 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 not taken this time off. Maybe I screwed up. But again, I believe everything happens for a reason. And uh, everything worked out extremely well for me in the long run. Uh, I, I, I don't know how else to say that, but it did. <laughs> <laughs>
But I mean, that's just what it comes down to. It's all in this business. And I say, hate to be this guy that says in this business, but in this business, it's all about timing. Right. And uh, I, if I would have shown up six months earlier, things would have been a lot different, but the fact that I could take my time, wait it out and kind of just pick my spot uh, in the place I've dreamed of working since I was a little kid, it seemed like a, a, a no brainer and it seemed like a home run. And the fact that I was able to go back to the performance center and see everybody again and be back on the team and uh, be backstage and see people I've been working with for six years again and everyone just happy and pumped and so excited to see me. It just, that night in Toronto, I was like, I made, this is the right decision. Like everything worked out the way it was supposed to. Dude, that night was awesome. Like I was sitting there. I wish you could hear, I wish you could have heard my reaction. I wasn't one of those people who was filming my reaction because I, I obviously had no idea you were going to be there, but like my fiance, she like yelled at me from downstairs. Like, is everything okay up there? Because when your music hit, I was just like, yes, yes, rebel hearts back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, let's, let's talk about that day a little bit. What was that day like for you? It was a whirlwind, man. Like I said, everything happened pretty fast. It happened fast, but it didn't like, it was a, it was a, process of over like a couple weeks and everything was going down to where like from like a process from like the initial conversation uh to where like i don't know i saw a report on the only the only really weird leak that came out was that sean michaels reached out to me and uh asked me about coming back and which was real i was like oh that's that someone actually got one right online which i don't have a lot of leaks online so that that was one where i was like how did that come out uh, I was yes, impressed that, that it happen. didn't leak at all. I was very impressed. That was that was my main thing with all of this is I miss wrestling so much in an era where you could watch a show, watch either Nitro or Raw, and someone could just show up and you'd be like, what the hell's going on? This is awesome. I didn't know this was possible. Like I missed that time period so much. So I'm glad we're quasi getting back to that. But that was the main thing with this, with this return of mine is I wanted to try to keep it as secret as possible and as unexpected as possible so it could just be a what the hell is happening moment because you don't get those anymore. Uh, so when the, the Sean thing leaked, which was true, and then obviously we had convers- I had conversations with Hunter and things like that, and then the ball started rolling. But it took like a couple of weeks to get a thing going, and then we kind of finalized that maybe I can come back in Toronto because everyone thought I was going to be coming back two weeks prior they were in, or a week prior, maybe two, two weeks. weeks prior, I two have weeks it written prior. here. I yeah. have it written here. Yeah, two weeks, two weeks. Prior in <laughs> Cleveland. Yes. Everyone thought I was going to be back in Cleveland, which would have been great. It would have been awesome, but it also been incredibly expected. Uh, so I tried to make it to where there was multiple times out throughout my time period that I was off where I would trend because I was showing up at this show, showing up at that show. And mostly it was Cleveland based. So it kind of crossed my mind, like as cool as it would be to be back in Cleveland, I feel like I can't show up there because it's too expected. Uh, and then we found, we, I kind of worked out that Toronto was two weeks later and Toronto being the place I won the tag titles with Tommaso and DIY, uh, a building that I, I was successful in and holds a special place in my heart. I was like, that could be a cool little story. Um, so we kind of decided on Toronto. And so they, they flew me, I got flown into Buffalo. They flew me into Buffalo and then they, I say snuck, they legally stuck me across the border the next day, <laughs> right to the venue in a tinted uh, car. No one could see me. They snuck me into the building and uh, I was hidden in the Toronto Raptors locker room for eight hours. Uh, and the Toronto Raptors locker room was huge, by the way. So I had to lay the land. Like no one else could, like I had a security guard by the door. 
no one could go in and <laughs> see me. It's it's wild to go from like like doing nothing to now being like flown in and snuck across the border and being having a, a security guard by your door to stop people from walking in and having the whole Toronto Raptors locker room to yourself. It was, it's wild times, man. Uh, <laughs> that sounds crazy. You went from watching bluey to like yeah, being treated yeah. like the president, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Uh, and then like literally, so we didn't have a TV in the room for eight like, hours. There was no TV. There was no TV in my room. There was a TV, but it didn't work. Okay. And uh, I couldn't, so I couldn't watch the show. I didn't know how the crowd was. I couldn't hear the crowd. I couldn't see anything. And then finally they grabbed me and they snuck me to Gorilla a minute before I went on. And uh, it was so secretive. That, like I think only like four people knew I was in the building that day. Uh, snuck me into Gorilla. And walking through the curtain is the first time I heard the crowd. And that was the first time I realized what was happening. Like So I went from completely nothing to like I'm walking through the curtain and here's this moment. And uh, it's such a cool thing to be a part of because it was right out of a commercial break. No one knew it was coming. There was no trending online. There was no leak that I was in the building, that I was in Canada, that I was showing up that night. And then the crowd reaction is one of my, my favorite things because my song hit. I was very adamant we had Rebel Heart again too, by the way, which they were very cool with. Uh, Rebel Heart comes back. Rebel Heart hits. Everyone's sitting there like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. My name flashes across the Quran and everyone's like, wait, what's happening now? What's going on? And then as soon as I walk out, the place just goes crazy. And Johnny Wrestling Chants fill the arena. And for me, it was just, I don't know, it was gratifying for multiple different reasons. Gratifying in the sense where people remembered me and I was very excited about that. But also gratifying for all the years that people would say like NXT is, you know, it's such a niche program, you know, it's such a little, 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 uh, little fish in a, a big pond sort of thing. Like it's, it did, a lot of people don't watch NXT. A lot of people don't do this. So like when you come to the main roster, no one's going to know who you are. Like that's the big thing, right? When you go to the main roster, no one's going to know who you are because you're from NXT, but to come out and get that reaction after being gone for nine months, hear the Johnny wrestling chance for everyone to be fully aware of what's going on. That just, it filled my heart with much, much joy. It made me very, very happy. Dude, you're giving me like goosebumps as you're saying all of that <laughs> fully because I that's that that's so funny because I when you know I do these Raw and SmackDown uh, roundup podcasts where I kind of like break the show down segment by segment, and I posted a clip the next day after your return uh, of what I said on the show, and that's that's like almost word for word exactly what I said about why I enjoyed it so much too because for so long you heard the like. Oh, you know, the NXT audience and the WWE audience, they're very different. Like the people who are watching NXT are, are watching Raw and SmackDown aren't watching NXT. And I completely agree with you, man. Like when you came out, they knew exactly who you were. They were pumped to see you. And it wasn't in Cleveland. It was somewhere yeah. else. And that was a big thing for me, too, because I was like, if it would have came out in Cleveland, Everyone would have said, said, oh, oh it's because it's, it's his hometown. Yeah, hometown. Exactly. It's his hometown. It's his hometown. Like, we just wait till he wrestles in, like, this place. Like, Lafayette, Louisiana. Like, all that. Like, that. whatever the heck's going to come up. Yes. Like, like so, it, even more so, I was like, okay, let's do this in Toronto. And, like, even though Toronto, an amazing wrestling city. Amazing wrestling city. Don't get me wrong. But still, a huge arena. I think it was, like, 16, it sold out 16,000 people there that day. I, I think I, saw, I went to the PC the next day because I uh, wanted to get in the ring again. 
and I saw, saw Sean and I was like, man, not a bad reaction for a little NXT kid. No one knows, huh? Not a bad reaction. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say back to you? He, I mean, he's of the same mindset. You know, all of us little, uh, little underdogs always got that same little bulldog mentality to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you pushed for Rebel Heart because it's one of my yeah. favorite themes. Have they put it back on Spotify and Apple yet? No, no. We're tr- I'm trying. Trust me, everyone out there, I'm trying to get it back on Spotify and Apple Music. I know that is a, a very hot topic right now. Yes. So I am. I promise you, I'm doing my best out there to try and make this happen because I know how much you guys want it. Yeah, the WWE Twitter account totally teased us that day when they were like, now listening to him. We're like, we would all like to listen to it too, WWE account. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Well, in your return promo, you talked about the goals you had set for yourself as a kid, like you had already mentioned. In particular, you mentioned the IC title, the US title. Those are currently held by Gunther and Bobby Lashley. Uh, What do you think about wrestling those two guys at some point? They're they're big boys. They're big boys. Uh... Uh... Obviously, they're both incredibly talented and and great champions. And I think that if that were to happen one day, I so I I have wrestled Gunther in a a previous life uh, in Germany before. So that has happened a long, long time ago. Uh, I've never wrestled Lashley, uh, but obviously being able to sit back and watch those two guys perform uh, and carry those titles and make those titles mean what they should mean. Because like I said, like the, the big reason that I wanted to win those titles in particular is for me, they were always the work rate titles. Those are always the titles you'd look at and be like, those guys holding those titles, you, you know, you're going to, when you see that match on the card, it's going to be a match you're going to remember. And it's so amazing to see what those guys have done for those titles in bringing the prestige back, bringing the excitement back around them. And if I were to get the opportunity to have that match, but also to get those titles one day. Like I promise you, I will do everything in my power to try to keep that prestige as uh, prestigious as possible. Yeah. I've enjoyed uh, seeing the prestige added back to those titles as well. That Gunther versus Sheamus match was was great. Oh my God. It was intense, man. I was just like, I was just watching it like, Oh, and and, and the cool part about it to me was that, you know, not like you, everyone has to wrestle this way, but the fact that they had that reaction and everyone saying, you know, one of the matches of the year so far and how few wrestling moves were actually in the match to me was so impressive. It was really just yeah, like yeah. them just hitting each other for 15, 20 minutes. I mean, that's what you expect. That's what I expected when the match was announced as yes. well. Those two of the t- toughest dudes in the world. So I'm not surprised to hear that at all. <laughs> uh, well, you also mentioned your dream of becoming WWE champion one day. Uh, what do you think a match between you and Roman Reigns would look like? Oh, boy. Man, I, I will say, and this is no surprise, and no one should be shocked to hear this, Roman Reigns is at the top of his game right now. Everyone knows that. Um, he is absolutely untouchable when it comes to performance and everything around him right now. Um, I would be honored to be able to have a match with Roman Reigns one day. Um, he's in that position for a reason, and he's been very, very good. We could t- I could have told you years and years and years ago uh, that Roman Reigns is one of the best. Uh, he hit a, a different gear now. Uh, and I think the dynamic between the lovable underdog babyface Johnny Gargano and uh, the head of the table could be a fun one to uh, look to one day. I think that match would be a banger. I, I know the two of you would kill it. I want to see that match. Uh, I think Roman Reigns sometimes you know, doesn't get the credit he deserves. but he's, He does he's, not. He's, he absolutely does not. He's so good in the ring. Yeah, but I also felt like the predecessor before him, John Cena, also did not get the credit he deserved for how great he was. And I feel like you only can appreciate the guys. This is uh, you can say this about a lot of people, but 
I feel like you don't appreciate how great guys are until they're gone. And I think we as a culture and as society need to get better at giving guys their flowers while we have the chance to give them their flowers and give them their props while they should, should be getting them. I think uh, we all got to get better at that because uh, you shouldn't, it shouldn't take a guy leaving to really appreciate what he's done. You should appreciate it in the moment. Yeah. Since I have to, you know, critique things or whatever, sometimes I really try on social media to put out as much positivity as possible as well to, uh, fully balance it out so I, I completely agree i think that sometimes social media people when they focus on the negative it does get more attention so then all of twitter becomes just like a big negative pile of trash and it's yeah it's, it's tough it's very tough. it's tough man it is tough and uh but i also understand too like in this current day and age like everyone's not gonna like one particular thing we all have different likes and dislikes and wrestling in general i always believe should be a variety show it should be something for everybody uh, if you don't like Roman Reigns, maybe you like Johnny Gargano. If you don't like Johnny Gargano because he's too small, then and maybe you like, <laughs> like Gunther. If you don't like Gunther because you don't like his style, then maybe you like Rey Mysterio. Like I feel like there's something for everybody, but I don't think you should put people down to make your point. I don't think you should put people down to make your favorites seem better. I think everyone could, you know, you just appreciate other people's likes and dislikes and appreciate other people's talents and what they bring to the table. And uh, I think we'd be a much better society for it. All right. Here's the moment you've been waiting for. This is the secret email address that I teased at the beginning of the show. This is your chance to win a customized out of character belt. The email is out of character zero three at gmail.com out of character zero three at gmail.com send a screenshot of your subscription right now for your chance to win one of three custom belts god you just mentioned Rey mysterio how wild is it that you can have a match with Rey mysterio potentially? awesome so that's one of the underrated ones that don't get talked about enough is uh me and Rey mysterio it's definitely a dream match for me uh he is literally the trendsetter of four guys like me uh he he, he has been amazingly amazingly great for many 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 years he is the goat for a reason and i can't wait to get in the ring with ray ray would literally be a dream come true i used to wear i used to make like little paper mache ray mysterio mask when he was the cruiserweight in wcw so now to be able to get the chance to potentially get in the ring with him would be a dream come true it's funny you mentioned like how you have it takes like it takes the person not being in wrestling anymore to, to get appreciated sometimes or not being an active in-ring competitor. And it, I, recently I was, uh, I went back, there's that Wayback Machine website where you can find, you know, archived websites. And I went and it took me a while, but I found like my old message board posts or threads or whatever from when I was a fan, like in the early 2000s. And it was funny for me to see so many people already then not appreciating like stone cold and the rock yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And I'm like, now we talk, we, we I, most people, when they heard you say that, were like, Oh, well everybody appreciated the rock and stone cold. But even then no. people like, even me, I remember I, when I was a kid, like I liked stone cold, my brother liked the rock. So I had to hate the rock and he had to hate stone cold and we would yeah. argue about it. And so, yeah, I think that it does. It, it takes, um, it takes a, sometimes a while for someone to get their flowers afterwards. I think like, I can't think, of a universally loved top guy that was like a top guy that everyone was all in the same mindset on that. They were like this. Yes. We love this guy. He's like, yes, it starts out as that initially, but then after time, 
things start to shift because you sort of get tired of them. But I believe, you know, that, that was always my thought process too when it came to my run in NXT. And that was a big reason why I felt like my time there was maybe done uh, a year before my contract expired. Because you think about it in the sense of like a TV show. And if the main character of a TV show is on there so long and he's doing the same thing over and over again, you get bored. Like, I don't want to watch that TV show. And obviously you want to see something new. You want to see something exciting. You want to see character changes. You want to see differentiating things. You want to see new characters. Uh, so that was why it was big for me to step away for as long as I did. Cause I feel like absence obviously makes the heart grow fonder and being gone for so long, obviously given we don't have, off seasons we don't have things like that where people can go away and get refreshed so anytime i could take that time to kind of step away let people miss me and come back fully rejuvenated i was going to take that so i feel like i get it in a sense but also it's hard given we have a new show every single week that top guys are kind of needed for well you know going back to something you said there since you had kind of made that made your mind up a year prior was there ever a discussion with Vince or people regarding moving to the main roster since you kind of felt like you had done all you could do in NXT? Like there was, and there wasn't like, I would kind of made my mind up that I was going to take time off and I was going to let my contract expire. So it didn't matter what was being offered to me at the time. Like, so I'll, I'll say this. So a year out, I would kind of made my mind up that maybe I was going to let my contract expire, but I was probably like 50, 50. The minute we found out Candice was pregnant is when I made my mind up 100% that I don't think I did. I, I think that I was going to let it expire 100% because like, how often am I going to get the opportunity to be around and like have it work out to where I can be around all the time for Candace all the time for the baby and not have to worry about anything. So I felt like this was the universe telling me, Johnny, like this is the right move. Candace got pregnant. Let's just have you enjoy this time off for a bit while you can have this moment. Um, so there really wasn't, cause I kind of already made my mind up leading into the last like six months, obviously of my deal, because like we found out a little bit, like I think we found out in like July that uh, like we were going to have a baby. Uh, so I think from that moment on, I already kind of decided like, ah, I think I'm going to let it expire one or 10%. And it didn't matter what was being offered at that point. I just, I wanted to be home. Well, you talked about the kid. We've talked about the kid a bunch. We've got pictures flashing of the kid. Uh, how much do you love being a dad? It's the best, man. It's life-changing. Uh, everyone everyone obviously tells you it's going to change your life. You don't realize it. You think like, okay, I know. You say it's life-changing. I get it. But until you're in that room, until that baby gets presented to you and you see it and you're like, what? And then fast forward a couple like a couple months later and that baby is that baby that couldn't even do anything is smiling and reacting to you and like just looking at you you're like wow i get it now i truly understand how this is a life-changing moment and i will say this like my my mindset completely changes like i remember my plane ride uh to lafayette louisiana on my first like when i was going to raw that first time and it was a way different plane ride because like that plane ride, I was, it was uncertain. And like, I was really bummed out because I was like, what is happening right now? I've not done an NXT yet. I don't know what's going on. Then this plane ride, when I was going to raw, I was just filled with happiness. And like, I was looking at pictures of him a lot as well. Cause it was just like, man, like it's just such a different place you're in when you have a kid and you're doing things for him now as well. It just, it, 
I think before, and this is the dig into my psyche, uh, before I wrestled because it was the only thing I was good at. Like I loved it, but it was also like, I'm an insecure person. So I would wrestle to get like positive reinforcement because I was good at it. You know, like I would have these matches and everyone would be like, Johnny, you're great. Like Johnny, good job. Like, man, you did this, you did that. Like it made me feel special. And now I wrestle because I love it and not for that. Because whenever I look at him, I get that from him. You know, I get that love that I've always desired from this kid, this unconditional love from him and Candace. So I don't feel like I need to prove anything anymore. Like, obviously there is still that, that little underdog in me that wants to prove everyone wrong, but there's also that person that is very fulfilled with life and just happy. And it is a very interesting way of thinking now. No, I dude, I, it's so funny that you say that because I was literally just talking to my fiance about the other day of like trying to find that, like, inner peace in that regard of like of, of, of doing it for the enjoyment rather than doing things for the 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 likes or the 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 self-satisfaction of the attention yeah. that you crave all of those mm-hmm. kinds of things um so i could i could see how you know discovering a different kind of love would help put you in the right mindset for that yeah man absolutely life-changing and i said that in the promo as well like that was a big thing in uh in me wanting to come back is because I also sat back and I kind of thought, man, like I could never wrestle again. Like I could probably retire and be okay, but maybe not. Uh, And that, that was before I thought like, man, like one day I'm going to be like, Hey dude, like you want to watch your dad wrestle in this huge arena? And like these, these NXT shows like at Philadelphia or Barclays center or things like that. But I'd be showing them things that happened in the past, you know? I'd be saying like, these are the golden days of your dad, as opposed to being like, Hey, how about we take you and you can actually go to a WrestleMania and see your dad perform like that. That is what really kind of clicked for me in the sense where I didn't want to be that guy who is talking about the good old days when I could still be living in the good old days. And I could take my son along for the ride now and be like, this is what happens if you have a dream and you don't give up on it. Because, look, I was told no a million times, but I didn't listen to him. And I just made it happen. So this is what happens if you don't give up. So I think, like, being able to show him that and not only, like, show him that on video, but show him that in person was a big thing for me. I was like, I want him to experience this. Well, you talked about showing Quill stuff. Uh, My dad was all about showing me his favorite movies and shows when I was growing up. And I picture you being the same way eventually. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are you most excited to eventually show him? Uh, Spider-Man, the animated series. Uh, But also, you know, I, I also thought I was recently, I was like, man, so now we have a reason to go back and watch all the the complete MCU again, because like he's never seen any of them. So now we can like, just relive all that with him by that point, by the time he's able to understand what's going on, I mean, hopefully we're in Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. I was gonna say, God, should be. how many years is that? Let's see. He's how old? He's a year now, almost a year. Yeah, so probably I guess around like four, three, four. I don't know. I don't know how babies operate. I'm new to this whole game. I don't know how babies operate. I don't know. I don't know what an age they start to like be like, like. 
Well, let's see. Like, I, I don't know. I'm like, the first movie. I, I don't know what age watching. you're going to start realizing like how the MCU works and how time travel works and things like that. I don't know how that goes. Uh, and, mul- my, and one of these is the multiverse stuff. He's effed. So my, I don't, like, I don't my know. mom's he, a full adult and she still can't understand that stuff. My so mom I too, to be fair. My mom's the same way. So. <laughs> but I, I think- try to explain it to her. Once we got to the multiverse stuff, I was like, you're on your own. I can't even. I can't even help you with this. My mom has seen every Star Wars movie, and she still goes like. She asks me questions like, "Oh, like a Padawan means like you're learning from your mentor." And I'm like, "Yeah, where have you, where have you been this whole time?" Like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, Wait, I, I went with my parents and I saw Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, I took like my, me and Candace went earlier, but I saw it for a second time with my parents and stuff like that. And my dad's seventy, like almost. No, my dad's. Wait, is he 80? He might be 80. Okay. I can't remember now. I think he's 80. He's old. No. Yeah, he's old. See, I have dad brain now, so like, I lose track of things. Uh, so I get it. I understand. Uh, and he was even sitting there, but he was like, he was at one point, like Doc Ock showed up on screen and he remembered the original Spider-Man. So he was like, oh, I remember him. And I was like, okay, good dad. There we go. There we go. Good job. We got it. Okay. You know, remember Doc Ock? Yeah. So yeah, there that's are moments. A, that's a confusing one if you're not like hardcore because it's like the current MCU and then also the old movies and then also a series of movies you probably didn't watch. Yeah, and it's he like, didn't see the middle ones. He didn't <laughs> see the middle ones, so he's kind of out on that. He saw the original one, so I was like, maybe at least this will be enough for him to kind of whatever, but he was fine. Yeah. I feel like phase four, that's the one we're in right now, still about to end, right? I think phase four. Yeah. I feel like this has been the weakest of all the phases. I tried to show my mom Loki, and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, that's another." She was out. She any, was out. Yeah, anytime she it's no like the whole timeline <laughs> being messed with, I think that like the people who aren't diehards, they they're like, uh, "I don't know what's happening here." Yeah, she was out. She had no idea what was going on. <laughs> uh, I, I I I could see the the logic behind this being the weakest, but I also think it's because there was no uh, we didn't know where we were headed. I think now with like Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, and I can't stress enough how excited I am for Jonathan Majors as Kang. I think that's going to be absolutely amazing. He's going to absolutely kill it. He's going to be my favorite thing in the world. So I'm very excited for all that. Yeah, I, I was happy because I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's definitely the reason because we just like didn't know where we were going. I was going to say the end game, but that <laughs> that yeah. wouldn't work. We didn't know where we were going with this phase at all. But uh, So it was very like a little bit all over the place, like you weren't sure. But I like that we have uh, Kang kind of like firmly established yes. now. We we know where we're going. We, we got yep, things happening. Yep. I'm, I'm very excited for the next phase. She-Hulk. Secret Wars is going to be amazing. Secret yeah. Wars is going to be, I can't wait. Can't wait. Me too. I like She-Hulk too. She-Hulk's been good. It's good. It's good. I, I think people are getting a little overcritical on things as well because MCU has been so great in the past that they're like very overcritical now of a lot of things. But I, I've enjoyed it. I'm, I'm entertained by it. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not expecting like we're going to get – you can't expect Endgame every time, you know? Yes. <laughs> you you got to build to that. <laughs> uh, well, the name Quill is obviously a shout-out to Guardians of the Galaxy. What made you guys choose that name? So, funny. So, Candace – and people would look at me and be like, he's the huge – you'll see my background. I'm like, Johnny's the huge nerd. Obviously, it was Johnny that picked that out. Uh, so, actually – Five years ago, Candace has a screenshot saved on her phone, the name Quill. So we've had that name for like five years on the back burner. And we didn't tell anybody because we were like, we don't want anyone to know because then someone of our friends are going to steal it and we can't use it anymore. Uh, also, it's a weird thing we thought as well to where if you tell people the name, like if you tell people like my parents or like not my parents, but like everyone like outside people, like 
hey, we're going to name the kid Quill. They're like, oh, really? I'm like, that's the name you're going to go with? They judge it immediately. Yes. Immediately judge the name. But they don't judge it when the baby's there. And you're like, hey, <laughs> this is Quill, and he's adorable. They're like, oh, that's, the, that's their reaction. So no one's going to look at a baby and crap on an actual name. baby because yeah, they're, they're already alive. He's got a dumb name. It's done. Done deal. It's on the certificate. We signed, sealed, and delivered. That's his name. Accept it. <laughs> Yeah, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think that, and Guardians of the Galaxy is a great movie, so it's a it's a great one to have a shout out to. Yeah, obviously, uh, Quill, and we wanted a unique name. Uh, we're from we're from the generation where we have weird, unique names. Uh, like Quill is a, a cool name, and uh, I remember Candace because she saw like people online, obviously, good people online, uh, were like that kid's gonna be made fun of, and Candace is like, look. That's more on, like, how about you teach your kids not to make fun of other kids? That's more on those kids than Quill himself. Like, why are we, like, judging Quill for his name? We should be judging the kids that are going to make fun of a kid for his name. Those are the bad people. I like good guy Candace over there. That She's like, wait, this is wrong. This is backwards. (laughs) Well, you you know, you mentioned Candace there, and I know you don't speak for her, but I haven't seen her do any interviews since becoming a mom. So I'll ask you instead. Uh, are you at liberty to say if she has any interest in returning to the ring at some point in the near future? I think she's not sure yet. Obviously, this is a whole new adventure for her, being a mom, and she's extremely happy being a mom. Uh, I don't know. Like It's one of those things where we'll see what happens on a weekly basis, but she is fully content staying at home with that baby. I, I, I Obviously, I, I've realized my position in the house. I, I think it goes now, Quill number one, Podme number two, and then I'm probably a, maybe a third on Candace's like, love list right now, so uh-huh. I'll, I'll take the number three spot. I'm four in my household, to be fair. It's, it's, it's Quill, <laughs> yeah. Podme, Candace, yes. me. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think she's just very, very happy to be a mom, enjoying it to her extent. And like I said, you never know what happens when he gets older, obviously. But for right now, especially the first bit of his life, she is very, very happy uh, to be with that little dude right now. Yeah, you know, when I saw people talking about, you know, wrestlers coming back or, you know, you and Candace, and there was always, you know, like you said, that whole time there were so many rumors about you coming back. And just from, you know, following you guys and being fans of yours for so long, you know, Candace in particular, I could tell like family is something that's like massively important to her. And like, she was already so close with other, you know, younger family members and stuff that like having her own kid and getting to kind of like experience that seems like something she would put her full focus into rather than something she's already experienced so much of. Yes. And obviously like wrestling is always going to be her first love, but like we said, it's a life changing thing and it changes you when you have that, fresh baby that you helped make and help create into the world uh but yeah family is a big thing for her and i think she's right now just enjoying every ounce of it have you watched wrestling with your son yet he, he loves wrestling he does so he loves it yeah like he, he loves wrestling like he's been to the performance center a few times and uh it's really cool like i took him to the performance center i think like uh obviously there was a picture taken uh, of me and uh, malcolm bivens uh, he took, he caught me at the performance center when I came back for a time. Uh, but I took him there and I, I like introduced the baby to Sean and I, uh, to bloom. And like, I took him around and like introduced him to people because that was the first time they met him. And, uh, he loves being there and it doesn't affect, like doesn't affect him at all. Like we had him there and like the rings were bumping and things were going crazy in there. And he slept through the whole thing. Like, does not affect him whatsoever. But I've also posted videos on Instagram on my story of him sitting in his little rocking chair 
watching Raw or watching wrestling. And he loves it, man. Like he gets so like if I'd say Bluey's number one, obviously, but pro wrestling of any variety on the TV is Quill's favorite for sure. Holy it's in his blood. Yeah, I was, I was literally blood, just yeah. going to say that. It's fully yeah. in his blood on both sides. And, so. and the best part of all this, I don't know what, so we took him to the pediatrician recently and he's 84% in size, 84th percentile. So he is bigger than like 16% of babies out there. He's in the 84% of size. So I am hoping, and I'm like, come on, little dude, because Candace's dad is big. So we're hoping he got that size gene. So if he gets the size gene from Candace's dad and also maybe the wrestling gene from me and Candace, that kid is going to be unfreaking stoppable. <laughs> <laughs> the new blood. I'm like, come on, dude. Be be like 6'2". Like, you'll have a way better life than I had if you're 6'2". <laughs> you'll have a way better life than you'll I had You'll be set. <laughs> you'll be set. I got to tell Hunter. I, I've requested the, I have requested the finger pointing picture already. The day he was born. And I was talking to Hunter. I was like, I need that finger point picture soon. But I mean, now with the way the world is now, who knows? We might have to sign Quill to an exclusive deal. Right, One right of those bat, NIL right? deals. Yeah, get him the get him the NIL deal. Get him the property performance center onesie. <laughs> he's ready. He's just he's bred for this. Just he's built be, different. Just be careful with him in the NXT parking lot. That's all I'm gonna say. That is true. That is he's, true. He's still small. But who knows? I don't know. Like we just saw a bunch of people get attacked recently. I don't. He was there. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying Quill's the one behind the recent NXT parking lot attacks, but, but you can't you write know. it off. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I, I mean, I lost sight of him at one point. Who knows where he went? Who knows where he rolled? It's like off when, to. Uh, it's like when He's Maggie, when Maggie uh, shot Mr. Burns or whatever. Yeah, just that, <laughs> just like that. Well, look, there's. I think there's a Halloween episode of Monday Night Raw coming soon. I mean, I'm just saying we can do it. Think about it. Think about it, Hunter. Just just throwing it out yeah. there. Just throwing it out Halloween's there. Halloween's ending up on, I think, Raw is on Halloween this year, so let's go with it. Uh, well, you mentioned liking Bluey. What's the worst baby show you've had to watch, though? Nothing, like nothing, because I control I control what's on the TV. <laughs> Has there been one that you think is overrated that you've put on, and you're like, why is everyone talking about this show? Like, No, this no, because literally 24 hours a day, Bluey is on in my house. Bluey or Spidey and his amazing friends, which I'm pushing a lot as well. Uh but I, Bluey is amazing. It's an amazing show. And I don't say if you're a dad out there, if you're a mom out there, even if you don't have a kid out there, watch Bluey. It is a great television show. Just saying. Well, you're saying, but no, wait, you're saying even if I don't have a kid, I should watch Bluey? Watch it. Watch it. It's great. Great show. <laughs> what's the, what's the premise of Bluey? You've got my attention now. Cause I've heard the I name. I don't know. I don't, I can't tell you what the premise is. It's a, it's a great show. <laughs> it's just life lessons, I guess. You want to learn about life? You want to learn about uh life in australia that's another though so it is an australian based show okay which is why my theory is that indy is going to end up being quill's favorite person because she talks like bluey she has the australian accent so <laughs> obviously in the long run indy is going to be quill's favorite person so but yeah it, it's a great show though i highly recommend it i hope indy's the next one to follow you to raw we got dexter you're there we got theory there I I think it's about time. Uh, Indy, Indy has been ready for a long time. Indy is amazingly talented. Uh, I mean, whenever you look at Indy, whenever that light comes on, she just has something about her. And I can't put my finger on it. We could never put our finger on it. She just has that. They talk about it a lot, right? They talk about this magical it thing out there. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But when you see it on camera, you're like, oh, there it is. Indy just has this thing about her. She is incredibly entertaining, incredibly funny. 
just I think for a lot of for my money, she is a complete package. And uh, I I thought for a long time that she was ready. And I think she's definitely ready for bigger and better things. Well, we've reached our time here. I appreciate it very much. Uh, as you know, big fan of yours. Stoked to see you back on Raw. Uh, and I'm looking forward to when you challenge for one of those titles. You talked it up. I'm ready to see it. I did. Me too, Ryan. We'll make it happen. We'll make it going. We'll <laughs> get it going. I promise. Good, good. All right, man. Have a good one. Thank you, Ryan. Peace. All right, that was my conversation with Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling, hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I say that, I think, every week, but I really do enjoy these conversations. Like I'm a, such a huge fan of all the people that I have on the show, and so it's really cool getting to pick their brains and getting to see what they actually say about stuff rather than the rumors that we read on the internet. Okay, housekeeping here. Make sure you follow at WWE on Fox on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on TikTok now. I'm filming them myself, so I know we're on TikTok. Make sure you follow at WWE on Fox there. That way you're going to see it on your front page. I know you're all TikToking. All you guys watching this are TikToking. Most of you watching this are probably scrolling on TikTok. So go follow WWE on Fox. We're still new on there. Also, make sure you're subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find this show on video every Wednesday now, every Wednesday. That's when it premieres at 9 a.m. Pacific time. No longer on Monday. The show is on Wednesday. Don't forget it. I'm going to repeat it multiple times so that you don't forget and you're not like, hey, where's that a character? It's Monday. No, we're on Wednesdays now. Wednesday. That's where you can find this show on video on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. There's also a bunch of stuff in the community tab. We're posting stuff all the time. There's clips from Raw and SmackDown. There's clips from this show. There's YouTube shorts. Go to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel and subscribe. You can even click the bell so you get notified when a new video goes live. Also, make sure you're subscribed to the Add a Character podcast feed. If you're watching this on video right now, pick up your phone. I know it's around you somewhere. Pick it up and go subscribe there. That's where you can find this show, but also the Raw and SmackDown roundup show that I do every Monday night and Friday night as well. All right, that's it. I'm done officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character.